Support for Innovation Hub comes from Mimecast. Nearly 30,000 companies worldwide use Mimecast to help prevent cyber attacks like ransomware, phishing, and impersonation attacks. Mimecast, committed to making email safer for business. Mimecast.com. Support for Innovation Hub comes from the Graken Center for Addiction at Boston Medical Center, making long-term recovery a reality for patients like Cassie, who now supports others struggling with the disease. You can see Cassie's story and learn more at bmcaddiction.org. Welcome to Innovation Hub. I'm Kara Miller. Producer Caroline Lester takes a look at an industry that came of age during Obamacare and that may have a tough time adjusting to life without it. If you've got a smartphone, odds are you've taken part in the gig economy. You've gone on Etsy to order a custom piece of jewelry, you've used TaskRabbit to hire someone to get your groceries, or, like me, you've used Uber to catch a ride. I'm getting ready to uh, go back and start, uh, restart my grad school, so I'm in transition to uh, go back. That's an Uber driver living and working in Boston. He doesn't want his name used, so we'll call him Omar. Omar drives a Prius and is pretty great at weaving in and out of Boston's infamous traffic. His goal is to make some money before he starts business school. Enter Uber. For me, this is just a, a temp gig. It's not something that I want to do full-time or uh, for the long run, I guess. And I would absolutely not have done it without health insurance. If you're an independent worker, none of the gig economy companies, including Uber, will offer you health insurance. So if you want insurance, that's going to mean, for most people, going online and signing up for the Affordable Care Act also known as the ACA or Obamacare. By the way, we don't know for sure how many Americans are working in the gig economy. The last measurement was back in 2007, and the government will start surveying again later this year. What we do know is that before the ACA, having a non-traditional job often meant you didn't have insurance. It was very difficult to get health insurance if you were a freelancer, a musician, uh, a consultant, um, before the Affordable Care Act. That's Melinda Bunton, chair at Vanderbilt Med School's Department of Health Policy. Back in the early 2000s, lots of people felt trapped by jobs they didn't like, sticking with them just for the health insurance. Economists even have a word for it, job lock. At that time, People started to worry that our economy needed more flexibility in order to respond to the demands of the tech industry, the rising gig economy. It was actually an engine of growth for us, but people were worried that it could be brought to a halt if people got so worried that they couldn't get health insurance that they would stick to more traditional jobs. When the ACA was signed into law, tech companies got an opportunity. Now, no one had to stay with a traditional job just to keep their health insurance. And in the past seven years, we've seen an explosion in the gig economy. Avra Siegel is former director of public policy for Care.com, a service that pairs families with domestic workers. She also worked at the National Economic Council under President Obama. Recently, Care.com asked gig workers what benefit they needed most. It was very clear that the number one employment benefit that gig economy workers were looking for and needed most is health care. That always came out on top. So the repeal of the ACA might mean trouble for the gig economy. If gig economy companies offer their own insurance like other more traditional businesses, it'll be expensive. They'll have to raise the costs of their services or cut pay. Or they could have a fleet of uninsured workers. In that sense, the companies have a vested interest in ACA. That's Avra Siegel again. 
it's highly interesting because what you're finding are a set of unusual bedfellows for mandates on business. But the tech companies have been tight-lipped about the potential repeal. I reached out to a bunch of them, including Lyft, Uber, and TaskRabbit, and except for Care.com, most wouldn't talk. The Republicans' replacement for the ACA could change things drastically for gig economy workers. And that's especially true for those in their 50s and 60s who are likely to see costs skyrocket. Those who rely on Medicaid and young people whose income is low enough to get generous health care subsidies may also take a hit. But if you don't fall into any of those categories and you make less than 75k, odds are you'll save money. Avra Siegel from Care.com told me she's in between jobs right now, and I asked her what she's doing for insurance. I am lucky enough to be on my husband's health care plan. He is a federal employee and is lucky enough to have excellent health care. Omar, my Uber driver, isn't so lucky. For now, I pay a premium uh, and I have Obamacare. I guess I applied it through the state. But there's health insurance for students, which he'll have access to when he enrolls in graduate school. Until then, he'll keep driving for Uber and buying insurance through the ACA while he still can. For Innovation Hub, I'm Caroline Lester. We'll have more reporting on the link between the gig economy and the ACA at our website, innovationhub.org. Support for Innovation Hub comes from Cambridge Savings Bank. Introducing the CSB1 package, a checking account combined with investing through Connect Invest to help you build a better tomorrow. CambridgeSavings.com/CSB1